friends, and thank you for joining us for another episode of Fort Worth Roots. Yeah, it's called Cuss Words. It's coming out <laughs> April 1st. <laughs> That's well, like a good fair warning, because I feel like yeah. Yeah. Sean Russell and the Cutthroat Finches are not known for their swearing. No. But with the sample that I heard... Yes. <laughs> People will be prepared ahead of yes. time now. <laughs> well, yeah. I, was, I, I mean, the song, the lead song that we did, the only song we released from it so far is called The Asshole Song. So it kind of stays in that, in, the, in that range. Well, you're setting the bar, right? It's funny, you know, but it's like probably not, maybe maybe not for your students, for them to cover. I don't see like a Nancy's collab, you know. No, no. We're, we're definitely, despite how this podcast has already started, yeah. we are a family-friendly music school. Information on how to find Fort Worth Roots on social media, our events that are coming up and more information on our sponsors will be at the very end of the episode real quick this episode we do want to highlight one of our sponsors pouring glory they can be found at 1001 brian avenue or online at pouringglory.com just recently nominated by the fort worth weekly for their incredible food they also have a a lot of different craft beers Uh, i don't know how many but it's like a whole wall of craft beers and every sunday they have off the off the leash dog park in the back i think until four uh four o'clock on sundays really cool deal i actually just came from there love that place very happy to have them as a sponsor. More information on our sponsors at the end of the episode. Today's episode was recorded at Blackstone Recording Studios. Uh, they just recently opened, not too long ago. And our co-host today, who I'll name in a minute, uh, invited us out to check out the studio and do a recording in this amazing space. And you can find Blackstone Studios at Blackstone F w.com this is an incredible place with all the functionality of any awesome recording studio every musician here in fort worth should record at this place blackstone recording studios and the guest of our show today is uh with fort worth music academy fort worth music academy is a music lessons and instruction school you can find them online at fort worth okay that's enough talking out of me please give it up for our friend from fort worth music academy mr eric barassa and our co-host mr sean russell from the cutthroat finches you'll find out why it's all right let's start the show So this, this was a weird thing. So uh, Eric is with the Fort Worth Music Academy. Did I get that right? Yeah. Okay. And uh, I contacted Sean because I, I knew that you guys had been working together and uh, thought that it'd be cool to have Sean along. And yeah. He invited us out here to Blackstone Studio, which opened two weeks ago. Yes, it did. This place is incredible. It, it, yeah. We got we all got the tour. Sean, yeah. I guess you've... This isn't your first time recording here, is it? Uh, first time recording here. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So, we, I mean, they just got you know everything ready and did their open house a couple of weeks ago, and it's finished out amazingly well. I was... I didn't expect it quite this finish out in some of the, you know, just the lounger. It's just set up. It's got everything that you know, you'd kind of want in a, in a studio to yeah. be in for a long haul, especially where mm-hmm. you're eating here, restrooms, lounge area to hang out, and then a big open room where your whole band can play and, and a lot of stuff set in place so that you're not, you know, uh, so you're not stuck um, with uh, trying to set up and have to mic drums, yeah. which is where you waste most of your time in the studio anyways. And Mark, Mark and Nick, right? Yep. Yeah. They were telling me that they're not totally finished with the place either. They've mm-hmm. got plans to do other stuff, and I won't put that on a podcast recording, but uh, they're, they've got more dreams and visions of the place as they move yeah. along. So, yep. But even, even where it is right now, I mean, when I think of like a, a local recording studio, I think of just some kind of beat-down place <laughs> yeah. with an old mixer. And when I walked in here, I was like, this is yeah. incredible. Yeah. Like, this is this place is like... Every musician's dream, yeah. of what, and, and I can't believe we have this here in Fort Worth. Yeah, or anybody that's ever wanted a studio. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's very well put together. Yep, it is. It's really well done. So we're, we're excited. We're we're going to record here for sure. Um, you know, to finish out a, a record for Cutthroat Finches, and then this is uh, what we're recording today is another project called The Nancys, which we can talk about at another time. It's sure. satirical, and the album's called Cuss Words. It's coming out <laughs> April first. <laughs> That's well, like a good fair warning because I feel like yeah. Yeah. Sean Russell and the Cutthroat Finches are not known for their swearing. No, but with the sample that I heard, yes. <laughs> 
people will be prepared ahead of yes. time now. <laughs> well, yeah, I, was, I, I mean, the song, the lead song that we did, the only song we released from it so far is called the Asshole Song. So, kind of, kind of stays in that in the in that range. Well, you're setting the bar, right? It's funny, you know, but it's like probably not, maybe maybe not for your students for them to cover. I don't see like a Nancy's collab, you know. No, no, we're we're definitely despite how this podcast has already started, yeah. we are a family friendly <laughs> music school. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So let's let's dive into that. So Fort Worth uh, Music Academy. Yes. From what I've seen, it, it looks like you've got a bunch of kiddos in between the ages of probably seven and 14 out there uh, honing in a, a new skill. Yes. Well, so not only that, 30% of our students are adult guitarists. Okay. And so we get adult uh, players contacting us all the time like, oh, I don't know. I feel weird. Like, am I going to be the only adult? And I'm like, no, we've got quite a community of adult guitar players as well. But I would say the average age for kids is um, usually between 6 and 12 Okay, that sign up. Um, if I had to really hone in, it'd be 9. Yeah. Like, we get more 9-year-olds than any other age. But we do start as early as 4. And then I think our oldest student is 70-something, maybe 72. Mm-hmm. So, and everything in between. The only people we will reject outright is if you're between the ages of like 18 and 26 and you're paying for the lessons yourself, I'm going to grill you. <laughs> I'm going to ask you a hundred questions and try to get you to not sign up for lessons with us. Really? And is it because of the obvious reason or? Yeah. It, we think about where you were when you were in your early 20s. You know, usually you're broke. There's a lot of life changes happening. Not a lot of stability. Not showing up to most lessons. Right. Not paying for most lessons yeah. that you didn't show up to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah. it's so it's typically like uh, we, we have ages four to about 17 or 18. And then we have like ages 30 and up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, just don't want to waste their money, right? Mm -hmm. The 18 to 26. That's true. And I do tell them that because sometimes in their minds, they're like, oh, I could do lessons for like two or three months. I've got enough money for that. And I'm like, just don't don't bother. Mm -hmm. If you're going to take lessons with us, you need to adopt the mindset of doing this for several years because it's going to take at least two years before you're even really feeling comfortable in your instrument. Mm -hmm. Um, I've heard it referred to as... uh, artistically fluent like being able to come up with your own stuff is that what you're saying two years that's a good way of of putting it yeah because you know you should be enjoying the whole process like from day one if if the first time you hit a note it feels good and it gives you that spark and that inspiration uh then you know you're on the right track but yeah to feel artistic artistically fluent. That's a really good way of putting it. I'll, I'm going to start using uh, that. I'm, I'm just regurgitating some other smart person's <laughs> verbiage here. That didn't take come it, out of my mind. It. So, you know, a couple of years before you're you're really feeling like it's kind of natural. Like, you, you know, like think about those first six months or that first year. If you were to play for somebody, you're like totally tense. You can't relax. It takes several years before you're kind of, you know, ebb and flowing and... right. Feeling good. Yeah. I agree. I, I think, I, it, like, playing anywhere, I don't know how long it was before I wanted to actually play and anyone actually hear it, you know, because it, otherwise <laughs> it's that awkward, like, well, oh, hold on a minute, and it just start over, and it's like, no, just play through, play through. No yeah. one's, no one cares, you Keep know, going. about your cover of Sweet Child of Mine right now. <laughs> <laughs> You're killing it. There's nothing worse than, like, when you watch somebody play and they get like into a verse and they're like hold on hold on i messed up i gotta start the song over like, uh, it's like no just yeah. keep going yeah punch through it yeah. yeah yeah nobody even knows and wouldn't you say sean like the same kind of goes for live playing mm-hmm. like i don't care how good you get if you've never played live um that's a whole new learning yeah. curve right. you it, you could be the best player in the world but your first live performance is going to be awful mm-hmm. and it probably takes i don't know yeah. several years before yeah. That feels comfortable. Yeah, the the whole recital process and the traditional lessons and everything like that. I just, I was I was talking to somebody about it last night. It's it'd be like you know again, someone saying, "Hey, you want to learn how to play soccer?" And then okay, for the next year, you know, sit here and juggle this soccer ball. It's like, well, that's just one thing. That's yeah. not really playing the game. It's not really what it is or what you're working mm-hmm. towards. What I like, you know, about the way lessons are being taught more generally now. Um, 
is is in an environment where it's like it's learn you're learning a song then you're a lot of times backing out of it and learning this is why you're doing that this is the theory that's behind why that sounds the way it does or why it does what it you know and i think that's much more impactful you know yeah yeah as much as i like to think like oh we're pioneers of music lessons or something we're, we're really not you're you're right the whole culture has changed in the way that music is taught now and the places are succeeding at least i should say the success yeah ones. there's a clear pattern that people clearly like they they it, you know again they want to learn to play for a purpose you know what i mean rather than just an abstract idea about just for the sake of proficiency it's like yes but to play or hopefully to collaborate or to make your own music or whatever you're going to do with it you know yeah because to me there's there's no greater joy than making music with other people Mm -hmm. either writing music or improvising or getting on stage with them um and and that's not everybody's goal but that to me is kind of the end all be all and i think there's much more of a focus on that um, now, and I think back to like when I first saw the movie School of Rock. By the end of that movie, I was like, "That's what I want to do. <laughs> I want to start a School of Rock." And so that's what I was going to call my music school. Well, lo and behold, <laughs> the movie is based on an actual international right. <laughs> somebody beat you musical to the franchise. Yeah. This is a great t- yeah. uh, spot for me to ask this question. <laughs> that's just burning me up because Sean, last time you were on, we were at the ISIS Theater doing our recording, and you yep. mentioned that. Uh, I think it might have been my my term, but I called it the the puppy mill of uh, oh, yeah. music yeah. programs where they're just cranking out units. Oh yeah, yeah. And you were talking more about the uh, the, the the kind of the mentorship program sure. where you've got one on one opportunities to mm-hmm. uh, instruct these uh, young musicians. Sure. Um, what what do you think sets Fort Worth Music Academy apart from? say school of rock oh that's such a good question it's and f- loaded too so if it's too much <laughs> this is where i could say pass well first of all I, I have to give credit where credit is due i mean school of rock really did pioneer the way for this generation of how music lessons right is on. is taught and and they they really set that standard um what what sets us apart and i had to think about this for a long time like for several years i'm like well, what how are we different why would anyone come to us versus going um to a place like like school of rock so what i did was i actually reached out to parents and adult students who had been with us um for 10 years for 5 years and for 1 to 2 years okay. so specifically in those groups i said why did you choose us and why do you continue to stay with us? Because I honestly didn't know. Um, I mean, like I believe in what we do, but I didn't know what the reasoning was. And the three most common answers we got were um, that they liked how encouraging we were, how personalized um, everything was and how it felt like a safe environment. Mm. So those surprised me. Because I expected like enthusiasm or like how quickly you got my kid being proficient. Um, And I was like, wow, okay, I guess that's our different factor. And it's not necessarily better or worse than anybody else who does music lessons, but it's different. So if someone wants to go to School of Rock, they know they're getting one thing, which is great. And if they come to us, they know they're getting something, which is great. And then I probably shouldn't name all my competitors, but <laughs> you know, if they go to Creative Soul, they're getting something different there. And, and what I always tell people is when they, they contact us um, about lessons is I'm like, listen, whatever you sign up, you're probably investing thousands and thousands of dollars over many years. So I would encourage you to visit as many different music schools and teachers as you can. Right. Um, and find that fit. Find where your kiddo or you as an adult student really connects with the instructor yeah. and the atmosphere and the vibe of that that music school. Because nothing is worse than if someone got several months into lessons with us and they're like, this isn't for me. Yeah. I don't want that. Sure. If someone signs up with us, I, I want them to be feeling good about it for years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What, was, what was ironic to me with the, the, the School of Rock system was... Um, that there were a lot, in fact, everybody that was teaching in there at one point when my daughter was going there. So again, I mean, I see some of the good parts about, you know, the, the school, as far as what it's doing, like you said. Well, yeah, cause Maddie's stand. a rock star now. Yeah, oh my God. Sean sent me a, a music video. Yeah. She's incredible. Have you seen it? Oh yeah. I've seen her play live. Oh my gosh. Who was she playing with that night? Uh, 
Uh, the ba- well, uh, there's two. There's I always two mess up groups. their name, but Ariana Lights was yeah, there. Arenda Light, yeah. Arenda Lights. Yeah. I always mess up that name. I call it. I called them Ar- Ar- Ariana Lights. Also, <laughs> they said the same thing the first time. Ariola Light. Yes. Okay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then, uh, but it was in a band called The Gray, and I think Maddie was singing with them in a band called Trash Puppies, and uh-huh. then her band is called Retrograde '88, and right. they just released their first video and first, you know, drop of songs. Basically, that was a uh, great night. Yeah. Well, I, but Maddie, you know, she caught the fever of. It, well, she was she was uh, learning from some of some really great musicians mm-hmm. or writers, songwriters. that are in bands here like uh, Nolan from the Hendersons, who's also involved in this Nancy's project, one of the most incredible composers awesome. like in Fort Worth. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Ansley lived here; she's now in Nashville. And then uh, Ronnie Hart, I think, was teaching for a while there. And it just a couple, it, it was just all musicians that were all in working bands, you know. But ironically, they weren't connecting. There was no songwriting. There was no structure for anything like that, or connecting with local music, and so these these most of the most of the kids in there, I don't think they really had it in their mind. Like, well, what do you do with this? I mean, like, what's the point of? And it may just be to be a cover band if that's what you're wanting to do. But that's I remember talking to you about that, and and talking to Eric about it, is when they started teaming us up. That's the unique thing because now you're seeing, you know, this is what this is obviously a local version of it, but you know, this is what you're really doing. This is a working band that is writing music and right. creating rather than imitating. Because the irony of it is that again, your left and right brain, when you're just of all things to be conformed you know, to, to, to find conformity to like, no play it like this in music and never express, okay, that's the mechanical piece, yeah. but then here's the writing piece. And this is, right. think about writing. Like, what are you doing this for? And again, it's some people, they just want to, it's just the process. They just want to learn. Not everybody wants to perform. Not everybody wants to write. And, but I, I think there's so many kids at School of Rock that were coming out of there, and then they don't go off, and they don't, they're not making music, yeah. not really. Um, and they pretty much just drop off the face of the earth musically. They can play their instrument real good. Amazingly well. <laughs> I mean, they're, they're playing like Rush and Primus and all these like really create. difficult, but they've never even attempted writing yeah. with that. Well, and I'm, I'm a big believer that... <clears throat> creativity is is a muscle mm-hmm. that has to be exercised like anything yeah. else. And so you get these people that falsely believe, well, I need to master my instrument first, and then I can start writing. Oh, yeah. And it's like, no, 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 no. You will be very disappointed in your writing skills mm-hmm. if you do that. You need to work on them in tandem. Yeah. So we, we're a big fan at Fort Worth Music Academy of getting students writing their own music as a early as possible mm-hmm. coming up with their own version so i, I think love. but i think that's a big part that separates you guys that connection with local music that you've been fostering uh and then and then that because like like i said it was it's kind of like what's the what are we doing there i i wouldn't have wanted i wouldn't have been interested in playing guitar just to yeah. uh i mean it's kind of cool around the campfire to cover you know some songs and be able to sing along but that would get you know get old eventually. I'm, I'm the exact same way i tell people like I wouldn't even play guitar still today if it wasn't for writing my own music. Mm-hmm. Like that is, yeah. That well, let me panhandle a so. free lesson out of you, yeah, uh, real quick. <laughs> of course. So, so, what's a good exercise to get somebody started if they're if they're wanting to brainstorm on how to create music or write their own song? Is there an exercise you present to these kids? Yeah. So, uh, and for those of you listening, Andrew has just learned the E minor chord, so that's where he is in his <laughs> guitar journey. There's a there's a video of me screwing around cool. with yeah the, the savage <laughs> guitar trying to learn E minor. So, um, Sean, I don't know how you feel about this, but I was telling um, a a potential student the other day on the phone when they were talking about how they wanted to learn songwriting, and I just, I had to come clean with them. I was like, I'll be honest, we've got exercises for everything, Mm -hmm. except really songwriting. Like, songwriting is so much about experimentation. You just have to take something you learn or something where you are learning someone else's song and you accident like maybe you're making that E minor chord and then you make a mistake. And you're like, oh, that's not the right shape. Ooh, but that sounds cool. And then you've just made up your own chord. And the, the idea is that you just 
you follow that thread, you pull on that thread mm-hmm. and you're like, where can I go? I don't know. What do you, what do you think about that? Sean? You know, if I, I was thinking like if I was, especially in the environment you're in teaching too, is I, I've tried to encourage like my daughter when she doesn't feel like writing to like some different things that she does to make it a habit, because I do think it is a muscle. And I think anybody can do it. It's just a matter of figuring out what they do, what they want to write about, what they care about, and then just doing it as a, on a reg- regular basis. But I feel like, like taking the, Taking a song that they know or that they like and then rewriting it. Okay, let's change yeah. these. So like here's this song and it could be anything. And and I told Maddie, I was like, look, write about something stupid that you don't really care about just to write. Yeah. Something super mundane and make it into a song about this rug or whatever, you know, yeah. like write about it. You know, it, it's it's the process of making your brain think that way. That way you're not emotionally attached to it. You're mm-hmm. just having fun. But I think in a school environment, it's like you're learning those songs. You First you learn the song. Then you learn how to deconstruct what is that song doing. Then you're like, okay, what if we change this to a minor chord? What if we to- totally change the chord progression at all? And then how does that change the melody? And then you just keep deconstructing. It's like you learn it and then you deconstruct it. That's, I think, I think that would be I think you've just it. pioneered <laughs> a new technique. Right for here because on the Fort Worth Roots podcast. We, <laughs> we've never done it like that before, but we're going to start doing that. We're going to take a song and say, you're going to learn this song, and then we're going to start to just transform it. The yeah. Sean Russell method. I mean, every, it's, it's like, you know, imagine, I made a joke about Sweet Child of Mine, but imagine like saying, you're going to come up with a guitar riff like this, but you can't do it in this sequence. So you've got to change it, and we're going to change the chord to this. So that means your sequence is going to, you know, I could see that being a way, because again, that's, they got the mechanics, their right brain, I would guess. And now how do you engage the left brain into this equation where it's not all just a right brain thing, which is what, you know, a lot of times music can become, you know, a little too right brain, you know, oriented. Yeah. So. Yeah, and, and songwriting, like, like, you can call it the Russell method if you <laughs> I will call it the Russell method. <laughs> but you talking about it, it being a muscle, um, it, it yeah, I think the idea is don't just wait for inspiration. If you're going to write, like make that yep. part of it, your daily habit. Say, okay, I'm going to write a song and nothing may come out. You will more than likely trash whatever it is. Yeah. But what happens is if you're in a process of writing something every single day, well, then when inspiration does strike, yeah. maybe it's six months from now, you're so much more well trained mm-hmm. that you can you can do the thing. Kind of got a vehicle to plug it into. Yeah. Yeah. That process is, is so much. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I imagine like for me now writing a song, like if you were to say, Eric, write a song in the next 15 minutes, I could write you a full song ready to go. I can't say that it would be good, yeah. but I can do it because I know how to work that muscle. And I imagine you, you could do the exact same thing, Sean. Yeah, we've, we've done like, like with uh, uh, Denver Williams and some other songwriters, I, like Denver had done a lot of like songwriting, you know, groups or circles where they, they do like, they have a specific drill. And it was funny when he started explaining that my mind starts going like, Oh, well this would be like the deconstructing a song idea. Like, but another, another way that I think is, a brilliant way to do it is to do it and just say, okay, here's a song, you know, like you have to do, you have to write a verse that has two chords. You have to write a chorus that has four chords and it has to have a key change. And it's going to be about this subject, you know? And it's like, just, it's almost like the, some of the problem is it's like having a box of the, the big box of crayons with 800 colors in it. You're kind of like, well, what do I really, <laughs> and I've got too many choices, too many options. So what if instead I just open it up and I have, you know, or I, or I close it down to where I've got, you know, 10 or 12 options. And then what yeah. do I do? What do I create at that point? You know, um, it, it's good to take away some of those freedoms and kind of focus sure. anything that can focus you down makes it a lot easier. Yeah, that makes sense to me. Totally. So it's yeah, like, those, okay, those three chords in the verse, and then you got a two chord or just a whole song in two chords. Those are like specific challenges. Like you have two <laughs> chords to make a whole song and you're like, well, that's interesting. Like that's going to, that's going to be a challenge. Like, but then you start finding, you can do all the stuff with this melody that you couldn't do if you had too many changes in the song. So I, I think, I, I think people, I think you're exactly right. It, it, they want to be inspired just like going to the gym. It's like, I'm not inspired <laughs> to go to the gym. Like right. I go because I, you know, I, I'm trying to take care. I don't enjoy, if I can just get there, then yeah. I'll get, I'll get something out of it. But if I do it where I'm, um, if I do it the way that if I wait until I feel like getting up out of bed and going and doing it, then it, it you know, it's never going to happen. So, yeah. Yeah. Like some days at the gym are better than others, yeah. but it's like you still keep 
literally working out those those right. muscles. Yeah. Yep. So yep. earlier, you, I think you mentioned that you had uh, ten year long students at your academy. Yeah. In fact, so we've so b- before I opened the music school, which was April of whatever nine years ago was. 2014 April of 2014 is when we opened the doors before that I was teaching out of my house um, just by myself for two years and then before that I was teaching on evenings and weekends while being a full-time elementary music school teacher for Fort Worth ISD so um, I had some students that were with me before the music school opened that um, ended up being with me for 10 years and but we we celebrated a huge milestone in December with a student that celebrated ten years, um, but with no months off. Those other students that had been with us ten years, they would miss a couple months for yeah. summer or whatever. Sure. This kid, even when his mom got cancer, oh my god! And she called me and she said, "What do you think?" about this Mm -hmm. and i said look that's a decision for you guys if you need to take y'all take care of yourselves and she was like i just really feel like he needs this consistency Mm -hmm. and they didn't take the month off yeah and he kept going and and you know him you know who it is yeah cooper uh yeah yeah he has mom What's that? How's good. mom? Wonderful. That's what I want. She's to great. Okay. She's great. Yes. Yeah. 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 I, I needed to close you there. Yeah. But Cooper. So, and, and this is a testament to longevity. When people are like, "Gosh, am I good yet? Am I going to be good?" I mean, it really takes a long time. And so Cooper just played. Sean invited him to play at the Granada mm-hmm. uh, with them. And yeah. so there's a highlight of the show. I was like, well, I should have put that at the end because now it's all going to be disappointment from here forward. <laughs> <laughs> After I told the story about, you know, him playing and why, you know, what we had done. And it was, you know, out of the show that we did together, he he played a song called Rabbits. It was like one of the first songs. I, well, you, yeah, you know the song. you've played it on the show. Yeah, so exactly. <laughs> um then, but, but, you know, when, when he got up there, you know, he sang it and everything like that and had it all worked out. And it was like, I, when I told people the story, they were just screaming and I was sitting there going like, look, your first gigs are probably not going to be that. That was awesome. But yeah. don't be disappointed when you play your first show in Des Moines and there's like eight people there and nobody cares. Yeah. You just well, fill our gap. For eight the next would be band. wonderful, right? For your yeah, first gig. That's a, that's a pretty good number. That's a good, good target. <laughs> but that, but that kind of, that level of patience, mm-hmm. I mean, it took him 10 years um, before he really started, it was probably about six years before he started getting, he started playing in church bands and, and all of that. But now after 10 years, getting that opportunity with, with Sean and the Cutthroat Finches to play at the Granada. Mm-hmm. And, and so like when I have these parents after six months, it doesn't happen that much anymore, but they used to say like, my kid's not very good yet. And I'm just like, you really got to take a big picture with this it's right. they'll get opportunities but it, but it's going to take a long time yeah yeah, yeah. no it was cool I, I i enjoyed it i enjoyed connecting with the kids and just feeling like i mean you know i'm mostly interested i was talking to a guy last night at, at the new magnolia motor lounge which the sound there is uh, cynthia that runs sound there i'll just give her a shout it's out badass is, i love it she has really got it dialed i in. still have never been there got it, it I the, go. the new one in the traffic circle is yeah, right. it's actually really close to your yeah, house that's, very that's, right that's where there. magnolia yeah, is yeah, yeah. next to the, the german restaurant yeah, right, no. it's, yeah, right next to Edelweiss. Oh my gosh, I can walk there. Yeah, mm-hmm. I know wow. exactly. It's right by you, but the sound there is really, really good. It'd be a good place to host an event like we did before. I mean, you know, especially if it's earlier or whatever. Then they, I know they, they, they don't allow kids under twenty one there after a certain time yeah. at night. But if it was like an afternoon show, it's fine. We're fun. usually like three in the afternoon. I, love, I why can't there all shows be three o'clock? <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> Andrew and I shows. were talking oh. about that before we started. Yeah. Like, wh- who's who well, wants to be out past ten o'clock anymore? Yeah, the thing I'm, that keeps <laughs> coming up on on this show whenever I'm talking to musicians is that the the culture has kind of changed here. People do not want to stay until eleven o'clock at night to see the headliner. Mm-hmm. They don't. Yeah, everybody wants to get in and get out before like. 10 o'clock. Honestly. We're playing tonight at 8 o'clock. It's two perfect. <laughs> perfect. I'm like, I'm like, that is so perfect because playing at midnight, I mean, I'm so exhausted by the time it gets there. It's like I'm just ready. I'm yeah. already, all I'm thinking about is I can't wait till this is over. And that really shouldn't be the way that you yeah. go into a show. Well, and you put on such a performance too. You're not just up there playing music, you're all over the place, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. I, it's, it just, it looks exhausted. Sweaty, shredding my knees, my old knees, <laughs> my old man knees. It might be the only reason you still have me, sir. 
all that yeah. exercise up on stage. Samurai kicks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so that so that um, performance that Cooper got to do with you guys out of Granada that really came out of uh, what we had done as a partnership between the Music Academy and the Cutthroat Finches before that. Mm-hmm. And I wish I could take credit for the idea, but it was actually a very entrepreneurial friend of mine who said, "You know what would be cool?" He said, "You should partner." with a local band and get your kids to learn that band's songs and they do a joint concert together. Yeah. And I was like, and I, of course I immediately thought of Sean. I was like family friendly band, contrary to popular belief, contrary to this project. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) (laughs) Contrary to what we just heard you record today. Um, and and just like he's a he's a guy I trust, uh, despite the things he would say to me on stage at church during prayer time uh, when we play together. Uh, and 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 y'all songs are like for I would say like more for a general audience. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's something that has mass appeal. I mean that in a good way. Like yeah, sometimes yeah. musicians take that in, mm-hmm. in a bad way. But Cutthroat right. Finch is a band like the whole family can come to see. And so I reached out to Sean, and Sean immediately loved the idea. And uh, so we did we did that for the first time in February of 2020. And those of you who know your oh, history, um, it was it really went well. And that we did that at Mass, yeah, didn't we? Yep. Yeah, with Mark, who's here now, and yep. he was running sound. Uh, rest in peace, Mass. Yes, rest in peace, Mass. Um, and I think we had ten students learn their songs um and then we went and rehearsed mm-hmm. where the cutthroat finches play uh, Be- beautiful rehearsal studio oh my gosh i got no air so many phone calls no heat <laughs> it's we- ne- next to some train tracks and a <laughs> warehouse just a bit of cat and rat urine you know kind of vibe in there but it, it was not nice at the time <laughs> it, it's gotten better it's gotten better we've finished out part of the warehouse but it was just a big open warehouse and or, uh, no, i'm sorry the original place was that that uh, it was it was better actually the place they did last time this time i was like are you sure you want to bring the kids over here this is a it's yeah. cold it's or really hot either <laughs> one it's so like i'll get calls and text messages as they're showing up like are you sure this is the right place yeah. <laughs> i'm like if you are a little concerned that you're probably somebody, in the right place <laughs> yeah yeah if you're concerned for your safety you're you're in the right place but it's so cool because as soon as the kids rehearsed with mm-hmm. the band it, they they felt like you know, they had made it like, oh my gosh, this is so cool. Yeah. And so then that concert went really well. The kids bought all the merch and became fans of the band. And, um, and, and it was, I think it was, it was just great all around for everybody. And I was like, oh my gosh, we have got to do this again. Maybe we can find some other bands to partner with, but for sure we do this like once a year with the mm-hmm. cutthroat finches. And then March, 2020 happened mm-hmm. Yeah. and just, you know, everything shut down. So now y'all are kind of, tossing ideas back and forth see if you can get the ball rolling again so we we did it at tulips Mm -hmm. uh, a couple months ago in december of 2022 so that was getting Mm -hmm. getting the band back together and we had some of the original kids that had done it from before Mm -hmm. and sean was like let's have more kids do (laughs) it yeah yeah so we had 20 kids learn 10 songs and so we had several songs where there were uh multiple kids we had one song where there were four students Mm -hmm. playing with the band um, just fill in spots as we'd go you know you'd jump on bass and the bass player would go <laughs> get a beer and you know and then come back and then taylor just all of us rotating basically awesome. yeah cooper yeah. sang one but you know i i couldn't go off the stage because i'm a narcissist so you know you could sell tickets to this and put it all towards charity or something yeah yeah then the kids could say you know, I played for a you know a, a gig where people had to pay to get in. Yeah, well, they did. Sure. They did. People did. Oh, really? It was, okay, it was okay. a ticketed mm-hmm. event. Because you You're know, ahead of the, me. The, <laughs> the these venues are not um, necessarily cheap. I mean, you think yeah. about the rent that Jason at mm-hmm. Tulips. Tulips is a cool place. I had it never is. been there yeah. before. That great sound. Yeah, um, but you think about all of the expenses that yeah. the owner has. And, um, so you, you got to find a way to make it financially feasible. Yeah. 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 So, um, you got to charge for tickets or, or charge, have the students like buy a package ahead of time. Say, so what we did was we just, we, we sold tickets for, um, 
for for the event nice. but That's yeah so so there, there are a couple of other bands i'd like to reach out to but my only concern is like it was such a good experience with sean and the cutthroat finches that i mean they're so good with the kids like sean i think is an educator at heart yeah. and he's so hands-on with like hey let's do this here's how this works um and i don't know i don't know if other <laughs> you got to find somebody yeah. that's got a passion for education for it to pan out the yeah. same way well and someone who really has a passion for i like i don't know if i know anybody that has more of a connection to the city of fort worth than sean um well of course you were on the cover of fort worth magazine yeah uh, Mr. The, uh, the 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 mayor pro tem is that is that is that a role i can take i, I don't think know what that i means. think i can't remember I exactly do. what it said on the, the cover but i think it was like sexiest man of fort worth that or something like right. that mayor, sounds mayor right. pro tem is like the vice president it's it's like the vice mayor. Is that it's, is that one, position it's available? one position below me? What about music czar of Fort Worth? That's what I'd like to be. If, that the, if that's not a thing, it should be and not not a paid position. That, that should be an official <laughs> because you would be the guy for that. Definitely. Sean knows the every advocate. musician and pretty much every person in <laughs> in Fort Worth. Yeah. And how did you guys get connected? Well, that started. Uh, gosh, how many years ago was that? Now that was probably or more fifteen. Maybe. Oh my gosh. Okay, you know what's hilarious? I was going back through some of my old journals. I've sporadically kept track, and um, I found one. It was from like two thousand ten, I want to say. And I it was like, today I met Sean Russell <laughs> at church, and he was presenting what he was going through in his personal life and and as a musician in a band. And I was like, this guy's cool. <laughs> uh, and um, and then we ended up. So yes, yeah, so we met at church, and then we played on the church worship team together for like al- almost a decade. Yeah, oh, wow. I want to say. Yeah, yeah. often. Yeah. So and that was about the same time. I think we did that show about the time. I think I stop doing that but it, yeah it was there is a good solid 10-year stretch mm-hmm. so yeah eric have you always lived in fort worth i grew up in fort worth um yeah in ridgely hills and and now like a true homebody i so i flew the coop went to michigan and uh went went to school up at a little place called hope college in holland michigan uh, where someone found my first CD in a thrift store today, and they sent me a picture. They're like, "Hey, are you this guy?" <laughs> and I was wild. like, "I was like, if you buy that, I'll buy it from you. Send it to me so I can bury it and make sure nobody <laughs> ever hears that." Uh, and then I went to Berkeley College of Music for uh, a semester, which is where Sean's daughter Maddie is is at now. Um, but then after college, I came back to Fort Worth to get the punk band back together, which quickly fell apart. But then I met my wife and I stayed here, bought a house in Ridgely Hills and, um, started, started my, my business. Very cool. Yeah. Very cool. Well, uh, what a, what a, you know, we've, we've got uh, a pretty incredible music scene here in Fort Worth. There's a lot of different directions that aspiring musicians could, could go. Um, if you're still, if if your school is going to be a good option for them, where can they find more information about Fort Worth Music Academy? So fortworthmusicacademy.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can also email me directly, eric at fortworthmusicacademy.com. And uh, there's a little form you can fill out there. And I'm, I'm pretty good about reaching out to people pretty quick. So if you fill out that form, you'll probably get a phone call directly from me within, uh, could be five minutes, might be a couple hours, but you'll you'll hear from me pretty quick. Outstanding. Yeah. Y'all got anything, uh, any projects brewing on the near horizon? So we do two big school concerts a year. Our next big one will be in April. Um, and then, uh, and then we'll, we'll have another big one in the fall. And then I'm hoping Sean, the cutthroat finches will, will team up with them again next fall. And then, uh, there may be, maybe another band, uh, in the works that we're looking to team up with. You guys are pretty active on Instagram. So, I mean, it comes down to me right now. So you'll see like how business minded I am. You'd be like, wow, he posted every day this week and he's got some slick sales pitch in there. And then it'll be like a two month stretch with nothing. (laughs) You'd be like, oh, Eric forgot to be a businessman. I I feel that. I'm right there with you. Love the same. The love hate relationship with social media. I think that's, I think I would say probably every band I know, their least favorite part of the whole deal is social media. Absolutely. It's It's absolutely necessary, unfortunately for us we've been we're tied to its fate no matter what whether no matter how we like it because you know if we're not on it 
and we don't have the followers, then we don't play the festivals or we don't get shows or we don't get the stuff we want or, you know, it's kind of like our price is fixed to that and our Spotify streams, you know, yeah. the two things that pay nothing and take all. <laughs> yeah. So. yeah, Creators, business owners, and everybody in between, you yeah. kind of a slave to this stupid mm-hmm. thing that we created and everybody hates. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> nothing makes you feel more whorish than posting on social media. <laughs> Let me go ahead and put this nose on. Let me put the lipstick around my face. Yeah. yeah. Let me but, so, but, the, yeah. but the reality is like, like, you know, if somebody's looking for you um, or, or they're looking for whatever you have right. and then they hear about you and they get on social media and they're like, oh, they were last active six months ago. Yeah. Oh, it's a bad look. They need to see that you're yep. constantly yeah. 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 doing know. stuff. It's like a resume. It's like a, it a, really a is. living resume. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. For sure. Eric, you got anything else to throw out to the listeners before we get out of here? Man, I, I really don't. I, I just, I do want to say I'm really grateful just for the Fort Worth community and for the Fort Absolutely. Worth Roots podcast. Well, um, I, I was really excited to, to find you well, I was and see excited that, you're that you reached out to me. That's, that's such a cool moment when somebody with your level of accomplishment, you know, you've had this studio for, or this academy for a decade more, or a, dec- a decade plus. And uh, you're reaching out to this lowly little podcaster. So that, <laughs> thank, thank you very much. No, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't put it that way. <laughs> but, you know, and then we got people like Sean. And, and then, of course, we got this wonderful studio that we're at right now, Blackstone, with, you know, Nick. And uh, Nick, Nick sings in uh, Arenda Light, who Rowdy, who is one of our awesome instructors at Fort Worth Music Academy, he plays guitar in the band. And then, of course, Mark, who was running Sound at Mass, and now he's got this studio with Nick. And it's just cool how much music there is here and how connected everybody is. And I just, I love getting to be a, a, a small part of that. And talking about how much we hate social media, whenever they did their grand opening or whatever open house two weeks ago, everybody that I know inside the music community here in Fort Worth either left a comment or a thumbs up or a heart or mm-hmm. some something for the post talking about this yeah. place getting uh, getting the, the wheel rolling. So. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it, it's obvious that they know people and people know about them, so um, they've got the connections that are going to make them successful, it looks like. And they deserve it, because this place is amazing. Oh my gosh, anyone who sees it or hears what they've recorded out, out of this place, I mean, they should use your recording from this morning, Sean, <laughs> as like, this is what you could sound like. Yeah. Um, it, I, I'm serious, man. This place really is a dream. Like is. this is so cool. I, I just, I hope people are beating down the doors to record here. They yeah. certainly will be. And we'll have, of course plug them in this and uh, information about Blackstone will be in the show mm-hmm. notes along with, uh, Fort Worth Music Academy. Got to get those Google backlinks and some, C- right. and some CTF in there too. Yeah. yeah. Get them cutthroats in there. And if you want to soft release that song we heard uh, today on this episode, <laughs> it's, it's an option. You're welcome to a segment of it. Uh, you, I'll let you do the beeping. <laughs> oh, well, we don't do a whole lot of that on this show. That's true. So far, nobody's gotten after me. So we're all right. Okay, guys. And uh, what's your Instagram? Uh, at Fort Worth Music Academy. Okay. And Sean? At Cut underscore throat underscore <laughs> finches i don't know why i did that it's stupid <laughs> but yes that's it well it works okay all right guys thanks again for being on the fort worth roots podcast and fort worth roots we'll see you next week big shout out to our new friends at blackstone recording studio guys thanks for letting us do this recording at your new badass location If you're looking to record a thing, this is the place to go. If you just want to go check out a badass recording studio, this is also where you go. They were telling us plans of uh, future endeavors that they have there at the studio. Bright futures ahead of these guys. Really incredible. I'm glad that it's happening here in Fort Worth. And they told us that it was very important when they were looking at studio spaces. It had to be a Fort Worth zip code. Like, it had to be in Fort Worth. No way they were going to do this anywhere else but Fort Worth. And we're so glad that they did. Congratulations on the new studio, guys. And thanks again. Fort Worth Music Academy. Mr. Eric, thank you for being on the Fort Worth Roots podcast. Sean Russell with the Cutthroat Finches. Thank you for being here. I'm going to have show notes with all the links for Blackstone, for Fort Worth Music Academy, and Cutthroat Finches. So don't miss that in the show notes. Check it out. All good stuff. Okay. Where are we at? Let's do sponsors real quick. 
Woodpost Metalworks. Go to woodpostmetalworks.com and use offer code PODCAST817. They specialize in metal signs with or without LED backlighting, fence and gate repair, or installation. Some of you might need that after these high winds we had the other day. Light steel fabrication, industrial plasma cutting, and more. Hawk Walker Originals. These people know what they're doing. They're pretty good with that laser engraver. Uh, They offer a huge variety of unique and personalized gifts. Also laser engraving to customize just about anything you can think of. Go to HalkWalker.com. Roofing Solutions by Darren Halk. Dude, there's all sorts of roof damage all over town. It looks like it hits some areas more than others. Um, Roofing Solutions by Darren Halk. Signs are popping up all around where the studio is. Seeing them everywhere. So, if you have an inkling of an idea that you might need someone to look at your roof, and listen, you do this before the water starts coming through your ceiling. That can cost thousands of dollars. So if uh, you're looking at your roof and you're like, I don't know, that don't look quite right, give my buddy Darren a call. 817-692-8496. You can find them online at roofingsolutionshalk.com and you get a 50% discount on a roofing tune-up. So give them a call. 817-692-8496. Who are we missing? Pouring Glory. You heard about them up front. I was there today with uh, the whole team, and these people are awesome. Uh, I went ahead and got the the simplest thing on their menu. It's the Pouring Glory Burger, the PG Burger. It's it's an oldie but a goldie, and I love it. Got that and their delicious fries and uh, some of their amazing beers on top. And then I got a chance to sit outside and make new friends with some awesome people. It's inside the... uh, medical district kind of crammed between uh was it harris and jps so you get doctors and nurses and all sorts of people that specialize in different fields and uh so if you're looking for a beer or a great burger this is where you want to go if you want to randomly run into awesome people that are uh highly sought after if you have a uh, serious injury (laughs) and just strike up a conversation with a specialist uh anyway just cool people popping in and out of this place so that's a perk i don't i don't think my new friends are going to be listening to this episode but if they do thanks for dinner guys had a great time all right what else pouring glory go there main at south side you remember that place rest in peace mass it's just east of that like it's kind of isolated landlocked if you will Um, but that makes it special because not everybody knows about it. You do, because you listen to podcasts. You're smart. Go check it out. Tell them Fort Worth Roots sent you. I didn't send you. You went. You went because you wanted a tasty burger. Okay. Events. Oh, God. Do I have that in front of me? I don't. But I know them all by heart now, and you should too. April 7th, we got Psychedelic Panther. That's going to be a Lola's. Um... I think he's going to have like 30 different bands. There's going to be two stages. It's going to be a Friday, Saturday event. Last year we did three days and uh, we actually did a episode with uh, our homie. That's putting it all on. Um, I don't know what episode that was. Anyway, it's listed psychedelic Panther in our catalog uh, five or six episodes ago. And we talk a lot about the uh, details for the show. But it's going to be fun. Mark it on your calendar. Come on out. I'll be there. Fort Worth Roots will be representing. April's going to be a very busy month for us. Um, And then 420, it's on a Thursday. I know. It's on a Thursday, but it's 420. So Uh, we'll be at Pouring Glory. And I don't have all the details for that. sounds like Denver Williams will definitely be playing, which uh, that right there in and of itself aside from the great food and the drinks and the, the camaraderie and the podcast that will be there, uh, Denver Williams puts on a great show. It's an incredible musician, great artist, and you have not, if you have not yet checked him out, this would be the best time to do it. Um, uh, unless he's got a show in between now and then that you were wanting to go check out, you should see that too. But uh, Pouring Glory, uh, that's April 20th for the 420 event. And then the very next day, there's going to be a a police escort uh, that starts at uh, Grumps here in River Oaks. Grumps is a burger place. 
Uh, they're using their per- parking lot, and uh, they're going to do a police escort kind of parade thing. Uh, last minute, just kind of promotional for the big event that happens on April 22nd, which is the River Oak Spring Fest Car Show. And this is going to be a lot of fun. Last year, they stopped counting heads at 7,500 people or something like that. But we're confident that there were uh, 10,000 heads out there. 10,000 people attended at the YMCA Camp Carter Grounds. And this year is going to be bigger. More classic cars, more vendors, more food trucks, more good stuff. And uh, if you have not been out to YMCA Camp Carter, this is an extremely... Uh, it's beautiful. It's a great place. You're standing in the middle of the the compound or the grounds, and you're surrounded by trees. You're still in the middle of Fort Worth, but you'd never know it. Feels like you're hundreds of miles away at some beautiful resort, campground, whatever. Anyway, it's great. Bring your kids out. It's free to attend. That's uh very important. You make sure I start stressing that. No money needed. But you're going to want to spend money on the vendors there. So bring some cash. Bring a card. Everybody takes a card now, right? Surely. All right. And Fort Worth Roots is going to be at all those events. And we'd love to see you. Take pictures with you. Kiss some hands. Shake some babies. Do that whole thing. So, yeah. Good deal. All right. I've made a lot of promises lately <laughs> about releasing more episodes than just the one a week. I'm hot. I'm hot on it. I'm doing it. I am in here cranking out videos of all sorts. And uh, I'm going to get you some extra episodes this week. I promise. And um, we've got some time-sensitive ones here, too. So, I mean, my feet are really to the coals. We're going to do it. We're going to make it happen. So, every Monday, without fail, for the last two years, you know, we got you covered. Uh, but we are also going to be releasing some extra episodes, so that will be good. All right, last thing I'll tell you, I'm looking it up right now, don't go anywhere. The phone number that you need to call to leave me a voicemail anytime you want to, for whatever reason, tell me how your day went. Tell me what your dog had for supper. Tell me what you don't want for Christmas. I don't care. I'd like you to tell me what you think about the show. Share some ideas. Say something crazy. I don't care. The number is 817-988-1292. And I will try to make sure that's in the show notes because I don't think I've added that to the show notes yet. But anyway, call that number. I will, 90% of the time I'm not carrying that phone because I just bought it for the camera. (laughs) Um, But anyway, it'll go straight to voicemail. And uh, you can leave us a little voicemail and I can play it back on the roadcaster for the next episode. Unless you say something just bananas crazy awful then you know i might be calling you and be like hey is everything okay at home like what's going on i want to know because i care all right that's it i love you i will do more episodes okay 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 we'll see you later see you next week but before then same same bye (laughs)